0: The Department of Defense appeals the U.S. Marines COVID shot mandate case. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead to talk about this important development. Well, this is Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and the Department of Defense. They have now waited 56 days of their 60-day time frame in order to appeal this injunction that is not only a class action injunction, but also a class-wide injunction on behalf of the United States Marines. The fact, Holly, that they waited 56 days and almost missed their appeal time frame shows that there's no emergency here. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a hard time on appeal to argue that the preliminary injunction and class certification should be overturned. Frankly, this won't even be heard on appeal before the actual trial that we're having in the lower district court on the permanent injunction, which is going to be in January.
1: Well, let me just add, you know, this is Lloyd Austin, who is double vaxxed, double boosted, and still gets COVID, wears a mask and a shield. So that gives you a little idea (laughs) what's it all about.
0: That's a good description (laughs) of him. And still pushing forward for this COVID shot mandate. But he
1: still gets COVID.
0: And he still gets COVID. There's no reason for this COVID shot mandate, and the lower court judge, Judge Stephen Maraday, back in August, he issued a preliminary injunction class certification and class-wide relief protecting all of the United States Marines from this COVID shot mandate, those who have requested religious accommodation. They've submitted their religious accommodation request and have had it denied at least at one level, Uh, Those individuals are part of the class. That means there are thousands of U.S. Marines that are part of this class. Uh, The court in the case, when it issued its original decision uh, back in August, it says uh, that because the record reveals the substantial likelihood of systemic failure by the Marine Corps to discharge the obligations established by RIFRA, which is the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, A class-wide preliminary injunction is warranted to preserve the status quo.
1: Yeah, I mean, he made a lot of powerful statements in this opinion that it's worth unpacking again. He noted that 3,733 Marines requested religious accommodations from this shot. However, only 11 accommodations were given, and those were pretty much already due for retirement or separation. And then he says... Is it more likely than not in nearly all 3,733 cases that no reasonable accommodation was available?
0: Yeah. And obviously that's (laughs) impossible. You you obviously can accommodate people. He goes on to talk about some of these individuals were working remotely. Some of those Mm -hmm. were working at desks. They were isolated away from other people. So there's clearly a way that they could have Mm -hmm. accommodated them. In fact, they did. They did before there was a COVID shot that was developed. They did it after the shots were developed. Uh, They waited nearly a year before they imposed this mandate after the COVID shots were already developed.
1: Right. But in his statement there, as well as some others that he puts in this opinion, you can see that he sees the agenda that's going on.
0: Yeah, he goes on to say the following, and he did this because the Department of Defense has always argued that the judges have no authority to tell them what to do. He says... When Congress acts to preserve liberty, especially a liberty historically and constitutionally fundamental to the United States, the courts, the intended preserve of liberty, must not evade or equivocate, must not, so to speak, sacrifice the fundamental right of thousands of privates to free exercise in order to gratify the preference of a few generals. I mean, that's a strong statement.
1: I know. And he continued, this is one of my favorite ones, and he said... uh, Regarding the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, obviously RFRA includes everyone from the president to a park ranger, from the chief justice of the United States to a probation officer, from the speaker of the house to a member's district office staffer, from the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff to a military recruiter. Even if they don't like it, and even if they don't agree with it, the free exercise clause and RIFRA are the law of the land. Yeah, that's a strong Boom. statement.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could end everything right there right with there. that.
1: <laughs> Let's pack them and go home. And, and
0: again, he wrote that because they are operating, I say the Department of Defense and the various military branches, as though they're above the law. Right. That the First Amendment doesn't really apply to them first Amendment of the United States Constitution, they can do what they want to, and that the congressionally passed Religious Freedom Restoration Act that was passed in 1993, overwhelmingly bipartisan by both House and Senate, signed into law by President Bill Clinton, that Congress, that had the authority to pass it, put everybody underneath that law in the federal context that your religious freedom must be protected and that federal actors, which includes the military, are restrained from violating individuals' free exercise right. But yet the military, the DOD, the Biden administration are operating as though they're above the law. And so that's why he issued this very powerful paragraph. Everyone right. is under the law and everyone is under this congressionally passed law. Uh, law, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, within the federal context.
1: They even said that to the judge. I mean, the DOD said, do you as a judge have the authority to tell us what to do?
0: Yeah, and, you know, in some situations, you know, a judge is not going to obviously intervene to say, you can't send this um, soldier to this front line and that soldier to, you know, the back line. Those are different command issues. But when there is a specific law, like the First Amendment, free exercise clause, or the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, that applies to everyone. And the military generals, the military leadership, operates as though that law is below them and they're above it. They have to comply with it. And the courts are the ones that are supposed to enforce that law.
1: But what's ironic is these generals are asking these soldiers to follow an unlawful order.
0: Yeah, they're actually imposing an unlawful order on these uh, individuals. He also goes on to say, although Marines of different faiths, different education, and different acumen might understand or explain this objection differently and with more or less clarity, many Marines, including Christians and Muslims, object to the COVID-19 vaccination or vaccine uh, that was developed from fetal cell lines derived from electively aborted fetuses and that introducing an mRNA active substance into their body either desecrates their body, a temple of the Holy Spirit, or is haram, forbidden. In any case, neither the military nor the judiciary can judge the validity of a religious objection, unless the objection is irrational, delusional, or the like, but can judge only the sincerity of the belief, which is demonstrated firmly in the administrative record by the chaplain's assessment of sincerity. That's powerful. That is a very strong... He gets it that is a very strong statement yeah. he does get it and in fact all of these individuals that are part of the class they have had to submit their religious accommodation request it's gone to a chaplain a chaplain has evaluated that person and they have affirmed that that person has a sincere belief mm-hmm. now people may disagree they may just dis- they may debate that's fine you can do that but that is not the role of a judge. It's not the role of the military to debate or disagree with someone's basis of their religious belief. It's only to determine, are they sincere in making it?
1: Right. You know, he also wrote, The Marine Corps cannot evade RIFRA by defining the conditions of service to exclude the possibility of an accommodation. This definitional sleight of hand evades the inquiry that RIFRA demands— whether the Marine Corps' generalized interest in worldwide deployability is materially impaired by tolerating a few religious objectors and accommodating their continued service to the Marine Corps despite the generalized policy of worldwide deployability.
0: Yeah, and he actually talks about other alternative uh, effective means to mitigate against COVID. And obviously the Marines' And other military branches did this. They already had actions, just like we did in the mm-hmm. private sector, where you tested, you quarantined, you did other kinds of things. The military did something similar. And they were able to operate before these COVID shots, and they were able to operate before the COVID shot mandates without stopping military readiness or stopping their air, you know activities and deployments. And now he's saying that the military has no evidence that now all of a sudden they have no alternative means. Those same alternative means that were very effective can be done continually. It's not that you only have one means now, and that is the shot. In fact, he goes on to say many of these people that are getting the shot are still getting infected anyway. So continue to pray for this case because now we are in the midst of depositions. Weeks of depositions are in store for us as our attorneys are involved in this litigation right now as we prepare for the January hearing involving the United States Marines. For more information, visit lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.